0: Did I do okay? <laughs> you tried Coming to you
1: from your left ear. <laughs> Hi, welcome to pan the, that to the left.
0: Welcome to Dophi the Artist. My name's Dave. I'm Adam.
1: I'm Jackson, and today I realized I had never heard the song "Jenny from the Block," uh, so I had my girlfriend play it for me. And I realize it's a jam, you know, it goes, Jenny from the block, dun-n-n. you guys know that song, right? But, <laughs> but, but Benny and the Jennies. <laughs> but, but, but Benny from the block. I was, no, I was in my head. I was like, I'm going to do uh, Jenny from the block, but in the style of no vice versa, Benny and the Jets in the style. But still, I, I, I don't recognize that song other than the one time I heard it today. How's everybody doing?
0: Good.
2: Yeah, I'm good. It's nice Alba. not being cold this week.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're all sweating now.
0: I mean, I feel like I pretty much constantly sweat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what a what a hit! Um, as you've noticed, uh, Hagen was unable to be with us today, so that's why dave hit his air horn and then i hit mine if you couldn't tell i hit mine i'm gonna try and pan those so you can tell but you won't be able to i guarantee it
0: <laughs> yeah he's uh had to take the take the week off so our planned episode for this week was going to be the black metal deep dive and story and history what? lesson yeah the history lesson yes
1: yeah, yeah. His- yeah that's fair yeah, but that's been, uh, we are pushing that back to next week. Easily done because hot dog, there's a ton of news. And um, we'll, we'll just get straight into it.
0: Wait, can I start with the with the first piece of news? Mm hmm. Okay. I got married.
1: Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> congrats.
0: <laughs> Surprise, bitches.
1: <laughs> well, congrats to. Uh, uh, Dave, and I don't know if you want to say your wife's name on air. Yeah, her name's uh, Heather. Yeah, so congrats to Dave and Heather. Woo! Hell yeah.
0: I wanted to surprise you guys on the show, and I was like, man, am I really going to tell them I got married on the black metal episode?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you should have had her on. She could have been our Hagen this week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but it's kind of serendipitous when we were like, hey, let's do news. I'm like, I've got news. (laughs) That's pretty good news. Yeah.
1: All right. Episodes good news. over.
0: Yeah. This is it. That's a good. What
2: is everybody listening to? <laughs> My well, wife.
1: <laughs> I've been listening to the uh, um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross getting another Golden Globe. It's another one, right? They definitely uh, have one. Prob-
2: probably. Yeah. I would I would assume they did because they have an Emmy also.
1: Yeah. I was joking before this that like it, that's not even newsworthy at this point. Those guys are just <laughs> of a different pedigree as everyone else and they're going to be winning it until either they retire or one or both of them die it's just those guys are just prolific
0: do they have a tony not Not yet yet. that's the only one they need
2: out of the
1: what is it the egot yeah would
0: would they be the first musician egot
1: i don't think so don't ask us questions like that dave what the hell
0: i wasn't prepared for that
2: question so
0: i'm just asking if you guys know offhand i don't know I mean, there's only, like, what, 20
2: people who've had all four? so.
1: Man, 20 seems high.
0: Let's
2: see. Let's figure this out well, right now. I mean, now. compared to, like, a New York people,
0: Times bestseller.
2: 16 people have gotten all four. Wow. And uh, there's a couple composers, mostly, instead of, like, what we would just consider a musician, I guess.
1: I feel like that makes most sense. I know there's a few in there that when you hear their name, you're like, oh, really, that person? yeah composer makes sense
2: john legend is the only one listed as a singer who has all four yeah
0: and our boy uh lin-manuel miranda is close that
1: makes sense
0: yeah and barbara streisand
1: interesting but once again i'm not shocked when i hear that maybe i'm wrong maybe none of these are too shocking i guess john legend's kind of shocking I digress into one of... I'm just going to hit this, hit the ground running with my two favorite pieces of news. Bet you thought we were into the news. We're not. We're now getting into the news. So as I'm sure everybody saw this week, this is the big piece of news that everyone's been talking about. Lady Gaga's dogs were stolen. She has three French bulldogs. And as if that wasn't crazy enough, I did end up reading about this... Um, this was a topic of discussion around my household for a while. Uh, we have a very exciting household and (laughs) we found out that, uh, French bulldogs are the, uh, fourth most popular breed right now. And they're one of the most stolen dog breeds. So the fact that these dogs were uh, stolen is not shocking. Uh, it was in Hollywood. So a very dense area. So, um, I don't know where I was going with that, but these dogs were stolen, and not just were they stolen, but they were stolen from her dog walker while she was out of town in Italy. I believe she was filming a movie, something like that, but she was working out of town, had a dog walker. Her dog walker, there's video of all this, by the way, not great to watch, but there is video, and basically a car pulls up, gets out and tells him like you can see them arguing saying like oh give me the dogs and dog walker's like no i'm not gonna do that Gets shot in the chest and then two of the dogs get stolen one of the dogs basically comes back and just hangs out with him while he's sitting there you know with a a gun wound luckily um he is okay he's in the hospital uh, after that brush with death uh and He is all good and he is, you know, being a really, you know, upbeat guy about it. And what do you know, uh, whenever this happens, of course Lady Gaga is being super supportive of him and the whole situation, but she puts, so that one dog that stayed next to him was retrieved after, you know, uh, people came to help. So, but two dogs were still stolen. She put out a $500,000 reward for these dogs.
0: Like, each or total?
1: Total. Dang. And, so, guess what? Those two dogs have been retrieved by a, I'm just going to put this, none of the articles say this, but this is how I interpret it, a quote-unquote Good Samaritan found them tied to a a lamppost, just randomly found them, and nowhere does it say whether this Good Samaritan has taken the reward but those dogs have a five hundred thousand dollar reward to them. I mean, they gotta investigate that person for sure, right?
0: Yeah, the person that found yeah, them. You'd think so, yeah. Yeah, it's just some random person. Like, hey, I found these dogs. <clears throat> just happened to see them and totally recognized whose dogs they were. You know, it's entirely likely that somebody, you know, the people who stole them didn't know they were Lady Gaga's and then stole oh, that's them.
1: exactly what happened no yeah And then they realize, realized and they're like oh man we yeah. fucked up yeah we fucked up big that's time. why let's, they had to get rid of these up dogs. somewhere
2: and just leave them cause be like uh, we didn't do anything we got to go yeah
1: yeah i truly hope that's uh the situation and if that is uh that uh poor good samaritan she's in for uh you know A rough time with the investigation of like damn I was just trying to return these dogs and now y'all are throwing $500,000 at me and these people are being aggressive yeah but all in all it ended well enough Uh, you know it still sucks that somebody was shot over this but uh, it appears he's in good spirits and uh, good deal
0: I hope the dog walker gets a pay raise
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: yeah you
2: definitely should at that point.
1: I don't know if they've caught the the people who've done it. I don't think they have, but um, I mean, wow, just insane. Moving on, uh, as if you thought my household was uh, so cool, uh, we're about to get cooler in your eyes because here is the second piece of music news that I've talked to, uh, with my partner about for hours this week. Lil Uzi Vert famous rapper Lil Uzi Vert has pierced his forehead, like Vision from Vision, just pierced his forehead with a $24 million pink diamond. I mean, it's like he's an anime, you know, villain in my eyes. This is like some, like, if there was a Japanese anime in the 1980s and they're like, all right, we need... A uh, like we need to. It's just really express that this guy is a villain. All right, put a giant diamond in his (laughs) forehead. That is part of his body now.
2: so it's
0: so egregious.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I saw that he was influenced by like cartoons to do
1: this. Yeah,
0: but twenty four million dollars. I mean, that's like people are gonna want his head.
1: So that is one big thing that I talked about. It is a tin. uh, you know, almost 11 carat diamond. It's a pink diamond, which I don't know much about. Uh, gems or jewelry or anything like that. But apparently, pink diamonds are more expensive, more rare. So I've thought about this. I was thinking, man, maybe. So if you've never seen Lil Uzi Vert, you you have to look at this. This man has a diamond in his forehead now. But I mean, he has a lot of uh facial tattoos. I mean, he's not averse to doing something that technically will scar your skin and be there forever so it's not too shocking and i was thinking about this you know you you're unnecessarily putting that risk on yourself like i'm scared to walk around with a hundred dollars in cash in my pocket because i'm just like man if i do by chance get mugged which i've never been mugged but if i did i was like i'd be really bummed if i lost a hundred bucks
2: but you're also not like advertising that you have 24 million dollars in your head when you're walking around with
0: cash in your pocket. So I wonder if he just got like two dermal piercings and then hooks the diamond onto it that way.
1: So there's uh, really in-depth articles on that, but I'm going to be honest, that gives me body horror. So I did not read any of them. I know, (laughs) uh, you know, doing a news episode, I should have done that, but I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, There are videos, I think he's had like some minor infections since he got it. And and, like there's videos of just like blood just dripping from the tip of it at the bottom. It's, it's nasty. But what I was trying to say with, uh, you know, him walking around, like all it takes is you just go down the wrong street. Somebody doesn't know who you are. And then it's like, cool, I'm going to take that diamond from your head now. And then you're dead. Uh, and, but then you got to think about it. Like, I mean, selling this we're probably putting ourselves on a list here or maybe i'm putting myself on a list but like you get a 24 million dollar uh diamond that you just stole from a guy you decapitate him whatever and what do you do with that i guess you sell it on the black market somewhere if you have ties to that and what can you get for that like five million dollars people know this diamond like this is all over like I guarantee you, are. I wouldn't be too shocked if our parents have heard of this. It's just nuts that somebody has done it.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Uh, and also, you know he's not walking around without like at least four security guards before the diamond in his forehead.
2: Yeah, he does have that going for him.
0: Uh, that's a s- 24 million?
1: 24 million.
0: That's ridiculous.
1: So uh, apparently this has been something he's been wanting to do since as early as 2017 or 2016, which I really admire, that for three to four years, he has just like, you know what, I really want to do this. And they wouldn't, uh, none of the people who ended up uh, embedding it in his skin would do it until he fully paid off the diamond. So I was like, I really admire that. that, that that's a good, that's a wholesome story there.
0: <laughs> it's just such a waste of, I mean, I, if, if that's what he wants to do, it's his money. He can do whatever he wants. As far as I'm concerned, that is such a waste of money.
2: Yeah, he could have paid for a uh, Super Bowl halftime show with that much money.
0: Yeah, exactly. The weekend only put (laughs) up seven.
2: Yeah, he could have probably just went to them and said, I want to play the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, here's 24 million.
1: And the last thing I'll say about it, and this is me getting into the theorizing zone, is like, obviously, this guy is a smart guy, talented guy, good businessman. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been able to afford a $24 million diamond. I mean, Guy's smart. I don't know where it is, uh, if it's just business or if he's just so talented that his songs have done that. It's probably both. But I was sitting there thinking, wow, what if this guy does it? Because I've been thinking about all of this stuff like, well, what if he like rolls the wrong way in bed? Or what if he one day just trips and hits it wrong? Because all it takes is one. I don't trip very often and hit my forehead but it only takes one time when you have a diamond in your head. And I was just saying, man, like, you could really hurt yourself. And then I started thinking, maybe he doesn't want this on his forehead forever. And what he's done is a really, really smart PR move. Now people have his name in their head. And then on top of this, this $24 million diamond that he's got in his forehead now, all he has to do is keep it on his head for one year and then... Let's say he's like, all right, I had to take it out because of medical reasons, quote-unquote, and he decides to take it off, and he sells it, and now it's worth $30 because people are like, I want to buy that. Collectors are saying, I want to buy that little Uzi Vert diamond.
0: Genius. Well, yeah, actually, I would. I don't think I would have thought of that. That's brilliant in a way. But I also, like, you know, in thinking of other scenarios in which he could lose that diamond where he just, like, washing his hands and some some hotel bathroom and it falls out and goes down the drain
1: (laughs) and that's not unheard of that happens with uh wedding rings and stuff Uh, you know all it takes is the prong to fall out
0: Mm -hmm. i feel like
2: it's probably better secured hopefully for the the value that it's worth but maybe
0: not yeah i just don't think i could i could go on living normal normally like constantly knowing that there's 24 million dollars on my forehead yeah that would be pretty weird
1: it's a, it's a weird flex, but uh, <laughs> taking that exciting piece of news, I'm going to take us into the most banal thing that we're going to talk about this week, which is statistics and streaming. So here's an article that I'll, I'll read the headline for you, and I sent it to the group, and hopefully somebody can interpret it better than me, but it sounds like an interesting, a, a you know, a, a good topic for a music news podcast. Um, so streaming services are set to pay... Four hundred and twenty-four million dollars in unmatched royalties to what is called mechanical licensing collective, also known as MLC. Um, this is something I tried to read it. It's a really dry, really uh, for me it was a hard read. Uh, but for any of our, let's say we have, uh, you know, hypothetically we have listeners or a listener who is uh, training to be a lawyer or learning to be a lawyer, something like that, an attorney. Uh, And they would probably understand this article. I don't. Um, But Dave, did you have any interpretation of what this is?
0: Well, it seemed as though there there was money that was owed to streaming artists that wasn't paid out. And so that company or that that group of people, the MLC, got together and, and they drew up all the legal documents and sent it out to all the big streaming platforms and said, hey, you need to pay... Uh, i think it's like back royalties or something and so they got all of their documentation about how they pay their artists and um like i think it was like three terabytes worth of data to help them organize uh how to distribute that money so they're going to make sure that everyone that didn't get the correct amount of royalties for their streaming uh gets you know get they get paid and then going forward they're going to try to keep tabs on those companies but it was a very dry article it was the pitchfork one and then i even went to the mlc website and tried to read it and it was like okay pitchfork is pulling from this article Uh, nobody really tried to break it down and explain like we're five
2: yeah so this was like uh as far as i know this is a result of the music modernization act that passed like a year or two ago 2018 which we might have talked about in here i don't remember if we did actually um but it, it basically just revamps like music Copyright law, to a degree, uh, to like to keep up with keep changing. up with streaming platforms and yeah. everything, and it establishes like base royalties or blanket royalties, I think is how they phrase it for different types of music and different services and all this other stuff.
0: So yeah, it's still it's like I don't know how that's gonna affect people on our level. Like I don't think Moniker is gonna see any of that money, but hopefully bigger artists will have. It it sounded like a type of thing where it's like you gotta have a lawyer on your team to fully understand what's going on. Yeah.
2: I think you have to have a label behind you to get any of this money, basically. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a good thing for smaller musicians.
1: Yeah. But I, you know, I will uh, chase that very, very dry shot of, I'm not going to say whiskey. I'm not going to say tequila. I'm just going to go for straight gasoline of an article. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to chase it with something a little more digestible for you guys. Here's your whiskey shot. Uh, here's your tequila shot. Whatever your uh, your poison of choice is. Adam, and you got to
0: do a whiskey shot with me because Hagen's not here. Oh, yeah. Hold up. Sorry, Jackson.
1: Jackson, you can keep talking. Okay. Uh, so to follow that up with uh, what is a way more digestible article for uh, us layman's, us common people. Uh, the vinyl records, uh, vinyl record sales, according to the RIAA, have increased almost 30% in 2020. So uh, the trends is streaming has expectedly continued to grow throughout the pandemic, while downloads and CD sales have continued to decline. Um, Here's a couple numbers for you guys. I thought this was interesting to hear because you always hear these things of like, oh, it's grown 30% or something like that, but you you don't really know what, 30% from what, because 30% from 1% is like, that's pretty impressive, but that's still a small number. So um, as I said, uh, all of this, none of these trends seem to have wavered as uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic. But uh, what we're seeing is streaming is up 13.4%, generating $10.1 billion in 2020 as compared to 8.9 billion in 2019. So that's a pretty good jump. And then, uh, which that's accounting for uh, 83% of the total revenue in the industry. And when we're talking about that nearly 20%, it's technically 29.2% for Vinyl sales that is 619.6 million as in 2020, as compared to 47 or 479.5 million. Wow,
2: that's a big jump! Yeah, it's apparently like the biggest jump like vinyl records have had in the last like 20 years, like year over year. Yeah,
0: they're coming back in a big way. And I mean, you know, when you're stuck in your house for a year. I dare say that most of the people that actually uh, went by the rules for coronavirus are also the people that would yeah, likely to be listening to vinyl. <laughs> there's some sort of Venn diagram uh, crossover there. Yeah, there's there's probably a good amount of overlap on that. Yeah.
1: So here's here's a question I have for you guys, um, since uh, you know we are seeing music downloads, you know, digital downloads we're talking about, you can get them from Amazon, iTunes, anything like that. You're still seeing that trend downwards. It decreased by 18% last year. Do you think what we saw this year, uh, and I have the answer for you guys, but I, I want your general vibe of the industry. Do you think that that 18% puts it at lower or above what uh, vinyl sales are, uh, dollar-wise.
2: I would say lower, definitely. Yeah, I would say lower.
1: So it's still technically above it, where um, vinyl sales are 619 million. You have digital downloads are now down to 674 million. But... That eighteen percent is pretty dramatic because in twenty nineteen it was eight hundred and twenty two point eight million down to six hundred seventy four. So that's pretty oh, wow. dramatic.
2: So that that was probably the last year that it's gonna beat it.
0: I wonder how these numbers will change uh with with um Bandcamp doing vinyl now.
2: I would imagine it only goes up. Yeah. Because that's the market buying records generally speaking, are people who would find their way to Bandcamp at some point
0: it'll be it'll be interesting to see how as the pandemic comes to a close hopefully you know when things when when concerts start to come back and people can enjoy themselves in public and gatherings uh it'll just be interesting to see if we have some sort of reprise of the roaring 20s i know people make jokes about it but i wonder if it'll actually happen and you know vinyl vinyl coming back in a big way it's already been coming back over the years but there you know clearly there's been a boom
1: I think for sure you're going to see it. And, you know, in everything, I mean, likely you'll see something like a baby boom. Sorry, guys, to get gross, but uh, you're going to see stuff like that. And uh, especially with uh, experiences such as music festivals or shows, as soon as those start coming back, I think, I mean, even me, I know me, I'm going to be going to shows that previously I would be like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't really need to see that. I'm right. going to be dropping some serious cash on shows so come to dallas and jackson's already in
0: yeah even just playing you know we we got to play one show over the over the quarantine and it was like so lethargic
1: i mean just the idea of even before getting shows the idea of uh the three of us getting vaccinated in the near future hopefully um and being able to just even play in a room, write songs that we may not release. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm excited for even the littlest of things. I mean, it's all about perspective. And everyone has it now. We're, we've The the playing field has leveled. We're right. all excited now.
2: But well, to your point about going to shows, too, I think there's going to be a lot of people, like in my case, I'm thinking about, you know, I'm not going to think about going to a show and then go, no, I'll see them next time. Like... Because who knows? We don't know if this is going to be a recurring problem in the next couple years of different diseases and things that cancel large events. So,
1: I mean, even talking about uh, that Flaming Lips bubble show that I tried really hard to get tickets to, I mean, I I was talking with my partner about it, and we were saying, like, wow, it is crazy how hard we are trying to see the Flaming Lips right now. Because (laughs) the Flaming Lips, and, and I'm not... Dashing that band, I that band is great. But what's funny is they're one of those bands that plays, you know, shows pretty frequently. Like they would be in Dallas once a year. So it was one of those things where if you missed that, uh, Flaming Lips in 2018, well, you always got 2019 and 2020 and so on. Right. So, you know,
0: they're part of the You kind of they kind of have the same tour circuit.
1: Exactly. And so, but now, I mean, I'm all about it. If they come you know let's say in march of 2022 i'm i'm there i'm don't worry i'll be there i don't give a shit if they're coming back in 2022 in december i'll be there yeah i don't care
0: yeah it puts a lot of things into perspective when you look at it that way so vinyl coming back that's not coming back but like that's really cool sales yeah, are just up 30% continuing to come back and we just we should check back in next year and see what the see if the numbers have gone up or if they've leveled out
1: Well, Dave, this is part of RIAA's annual report, so I will see you this time next year. It's a date. (laughs) And speaking of people who have been, you know... uh,
0: Moving on up in the world.
1: Well, I was going to say restricted from uh, doing what they wanted to do. You guys know him. You love him. Bobby Shmurda was released from prison. The memes are out there. The man is back. If you don't know Bobby Shmurda, he he's famous. Uh, he ended up like he signed like a, a deal with Epic when he was 19, um, and he has a really famous song. And the chorus is like, "I'm Bobby bitch, I'm Bobby bitch." It's so it, it's a great song, and um, <laughs> he ended up going to prison. Uh, he accepted a plea deal and got a seven-year sentence. Uh, Uh, essentially because uh, it was claimed that he had a leading role in a gang called the G69 gang from Brooklyn. And uh, he ended up uh, accepting a plea deal and got seven years in 2016. And he just got released early, uh, you know, conditional and everything, but uh, he's back. And, you know, at what cost? We'll get to that in just a moment, okay? We all know what the cost was this week, what we lost this week in order to get Bobby Shmurda back. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any thoughts on this? I, I know you guys don't know who Bobby Schmerta yeah, is. Yeah, I was like, I
0: have no idea who this is. I've heard the name, but I don't know.
2: Yeah, I've heard the name today, um, and I've just learned of him.
1: The way I really understand it is Bobby Shmurda, he was this really up-and-coming star got arrested, that obviously kind of stopped things for a bit. And then it became a meme about it because in that song, his famous song, there's, like, he's not blatantly saying what he did, but if I remember correctly, and I may be completely wrong here, I'm pretty sure they used that song as evidence in his trial, something like that, just kind of like saying, like, well, he's saying this, and we have evidence that they did this. So, eh, so... It, it I, became a yeah. meme.
0: I remember hearing something about that too. It's, it's, um, we've talked about this before when we did the Kendrick Lamar deep dive, where it's like some of these artists in the, the hip hop world, they are coming from a very tough place to, to live. You know, Compton in California and I guess the Bronx in New York to some degree yeah to some degree but so so these people are like trying to make money any way they can and some of the way sometimes the way to do that is to be affiliated with a gang uh it's just unfortunate jay-z did a similar thing but he just never got caught
1: (laughs) well what's really interesting about it is there's definitely a degree of prejudice and unfair um weight to these people's music uh because, I mean, imagine a similar circumstance and holding Cannibal Corpse to their lyrics. No one's ever going to do that because they're so just out of this world. But I can't help but think, it just so happens that there there was probably some truth in this. And he got, you know, Bobby Shmurda did get a prison sentence for it. But you can't help but feel that there is a double standard here that, well, if that... I forgot what happened with Cannibal Corpse, but one of their, uh, I think it was one of their guitarists got like arrested for uh, like, he like went crazy and had like a whole stockpile of weapons. Imagine at a trial for whatever that I'm referring to for Cannibal Corpse right. and they start pulling out his lyrics. I mean, it, you can't help but feel that there that's an unfair standard to put against you know a young black man in america
0: yeah it absolutely is an unfair state. i mean from what i just read right now it just seemed like he had a there was a conspiracy charge and uh and like a flashing a gun he had like wep- a weapons charge and he got seven years for that <laughs> yeah that that seems pretty strong-handed like, yeah for
2: uh, what other kind of crimes you could be charged for in that situation like it's not that bad. I know that sounds bad, but you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about if if our boy, if our boy, uh, Morgan Wallen, got investigated, right, he he was would, found to have a bunch of guns, they yeah. would go, well, he's just he's a he got he likes to go hunting. Yeah, he's
2: a good good country boy. He's gonna. <laughs> We're get, not putting him in gonna prison. Gonna get a year of uh, you know probation.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, hey, Morgan Wallen's music, even though he has put out his apology and everything. It is staying on top, which, I mean, says something about his fans. I mean, that's a whole nother thing. And just, wow, fuck that whole situation. Yeah.
0: It says something about this country. I was about
1: to say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and speaking of another really shitty situation, if you haven't seen uh, rapper T.I. and his wife, whose name is Tiny. I didn't want to say his tiny wife. It's... I, I really worked how exactly I could say their her name without, like, people being like, wow, did he just call her, her wife Tiny? Her name, she goes by Tiny. Uh, um, so T.I. and his wife Tiny, uh, they have been accused by 11 different individuals of, um, you know, basically sexual assault, uh. And sexual abuse and from what I understand from the accusations uh, they basically as a team the couple essentially drug and convince people uh, to do sexual acts uh, by coercing them with drugs which is definitely evil and uh, these allegations came up I believe it was like a week or two ago but uh, they kind of just now went to the next level as there is a lawyer who is now uh, seeking a criminal investigation into it. So just kind of moves on. Um, You know, not much to say here other than uh, just it's good to know that we are holding people accountable because this does seem to be something that has, uh, according to these um, accusations, going as far back as like 2005. uh, So it's good to know that You know, we're not just focused on, okay, well, somebody's being a shitty person now. We we need to make sure we're keeping people accountable.
0: Yeah, 11 people is a lot of people.
1: Yeah, so not much to say there other than uh, definitely don't want it to go unsaid. And uh, if you're listening to TI's music, uh, maybe question that at this point. And if you absolutely must listen to TI's music, just don't listen to it on a streaming platform or something. Just steal it. Yeah, just do that. It's a great
2: opportunity to steal music if you have it. I felt the same way
0: about um, all the Michael Jackson stuff when Leaving Neverland came out. I was just thinking, like, man, he's still, I mean, it's undeniable that his music is really good. And it's very unfortunate that, you know, that we went this long being fans of Michael Jackson. And now we're finally learning about all this stuff. But also, I don't. I'm just not going to support him financially. Support his estate financially.
2: Yeah, I was about to say that the upside there, I guess, is that he's not benefiting from it now personally. Yeah,
0: he's not benefiting from anything personally.
1: Yeah, like uh, we guys, guys, we know it. Gary Glitter was a shitty dude, but we can listen to that rock and roll song all the time as long as we steal it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So moving on to our last piece of news. This is uh Dave, do you want to do it? I if you do it, you have to do it respectfully. If you don't want to do it, just say no. Uh
0: Kim Kardashian and Kanye West are officially divorcing. And I think that it's it's unfortunate because I know I just gather that that Kim has been with Kanye through all of his many ups and downs and it seems like some there was some straw that broke the camel's back and it became official that they're divorcing the real tragedy is that there is someone Kanye West is in such a powerful position that he can somehow evade getting some serious mental help and have people that can really be taking care of him with his best interest in mind. I know he's talked about getting getting put on drugs by some doctors that just wanted to sedate him and keep him quiet, keep him drugged up. And he, does, he doesn't want to do that anymore. And he acted out. I mean, it's unchecked mental health problems. It's kind of sad.
1: Yeah, it's a shame. It, the biggest uh, shame of the situation is that there are kids involved, so that's definitely sad. I know I joke about uh, not giving a shit about Kanye, but you know, it, it it's not great to see someone have such you know public issues, and then also see you know, in my mind, you know, like if this if the same thing were to happen to me, you know, my wife leaving me, and then the potential of not being able to be around my kids as much anymore. I mean that that's. Life-shattering. I mean, the guy is known to have started to have issues, more issues after his mom passed away. So this could be a very bad thing for him. So uh, I will be honest. I did not remember that we were going to be talking about that, and I was not referring to that whenever I was setting yeah, you up, Dave.
2: I could I feel kind of that. Figured the same thing. Yeah, I was looking I was like, at the this list. This is a weird like, story uh, to make Dave have
1: to read, but I thought I thought
0: <laughs> I thought he wanted to. uh... Sound, yeah. I thought you wanted to save the last bit of news for.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, no, it's but fine. I had I had to mention it. I'm not going to edit that out.
0: Uh, no, I'm ha- I'm happy to talk about it.
1: I do want people to think that like, oh wow, Jackson's really turned his uh, corner here for uh, Kanye. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, thought, I do. I, I thought just, you were
2: I... being really mean since Dave just got married, and you're like, let's have him talk about divorce.
0: <laughs> oh no. ah, shit! You know, what's I shouldn't funny have is said the, anything. Is the the place that we got married at? We pulled up to it, and uh, like a couple of buildings down, there was a divorce attorney. <laughs> well, and I you pulled know. up with with my now in laws, and I was like, "Is this a setup? <laughs> 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 this is some sort of weird joke?" But anyway, um, we well, yeah, with Kim and Kanye, it it as far as I've read, there have been no reports that he's been unfaithful or bad to the children. Uh, it seems like pretty clear cut that it's his mental health that is just not working and so it's kind of upsetting
1: man I have seen and I'm getting into TMZ er, uh, era er, areas right here is uh, man I've seen like these articles of like oh yeah uh, reports of Kanye moving his 600 pairs of shoes out of their uh, shared house and just seeing that shit it's just so funny. I know yeah. it's a divorce and everything, so sad. But wow, six hundred pairs of shoes.
0: They're focusing on the wrong stuff. Yeah, exactly. I mean, oh, six hundred pairs of shoes is a lot of pairs of shoes. I don't know if I'll. Do you think the average human has six hundred pairs of shoes throughout their life?
2: Never thought about it until now, but no, probably not. No,
0: I don't. I wouldn't say so.
1: No, it, it's so even if you have, let's say, on the high end, and I think this is the high end, you're running through. Two pairs of shoes, and what I'm saying is you can have more shoes than that, but actually like running through them, like you need to get new ones. Two a year, and let's say average lifespan, let's go on the high end of 80. That's 160 pairs of shoes. Right, not even close. You're not even touching halfway there. I mean, and these are expensive shoes. I mean, these are Yeezys, and I bet they're more Yeezys.
0: They're more Yeez than (laughs) the average Yeezy.
2: Granted, he probably doesn't have to pay full price for most
1: of those.
0: But it's still 600. No. I don't I don't think I own 600 of anything. Maybe rice.
1: I think there's that really there's that really <laughs> <laughs> I I got nothing to say to that. There's this really great story of uh, Michael Jackson and the pair of shoes. Like If you look, he always has the same pair of those black shoes. And it was apparently what happened, I forgot where he was, but it was some country where he found this pair of shoes that he was like, wow, I love these shoes. And he got in contact with the person who made them and was like, I want to order 100 pairs of those shoes. And like basically when he would go through, or dirty them enough that he's like, I can't wear these anymore. He just put on another pair, and I was like, That's fucking like that's a cartoon right there. It's like those jokes when you see a cartoon character open up their closet and it's all the it's same. All the clothes. same outfit, yeah. That Michael Jackson was doing that with his fucking shoes, and Steve Jobs with his fucking turtlenecks. I was about to say yeah. he
0: did the same thing where he just bought like the whole factory, so. That's awesome. I I mean, look, that's the kind of stupid shit if I had that ridiculous amount of money, I would do that too. That's the thing to do. Yeah. Uh, It's like the last one I'll mention is Justin Bieber saying that he's never worn the same pair of underwear twice. All right. What the hell? Yeah. He just gets like every... It's like, what a waste of fabric.
1: Yeah. I knew someone growing up who it was their stepdad, I believe, who he would only use a roll of toilet paper once and like he would basically only like just i I don't even know how to explain it he would go number two with a with a different roll of toilet paper every time every time and he wasn't using the whole roll, but he would just use it and then he would get a new one and I could never get him to explain it and I was just like, what the hell I don't know yeah it's I so wonder wasteful. how he, I wonder
0: how he fared during the toilet paper uh, crisis of 2020
2: he He probably had a big stockpile, yeah yeah
1: he
0: was one of those He's people. Selling.
2: That's Jesus. ridiculous.
1: All right. Uh, I, I'm going to... Uh, here's just our actual last the, piece of news. The
2: news we don't want to talk about.
1: I'm. You know, I want to talk about it, but I also don't want to talk about it, and I'm not even going to let I mean, I don't, jokingly do not I don't think it's do a surprise,
2: a at least. So. No, I no, mean, it, I can talk it, about it seriously.
1: It shouldn't be a surprise, but Dave, I'll let you do it.
0: The chart-topping, globe-trotting duo known as Daft Punk has officially broken up after 28 years they've put their time in they've paid their dues they've done all the things that they can and i would say they've done a lot for electronic music and were some of the early famous djs and producers to well i mean maybe even djs to become producers in that at that level and they're done
1: i am just gonna go ahead and say not only have they done a ton for Um, electronic music. They've done a ton for pop music. I mean, they did a ton for me. I don't think I've ever talked about how much I idolize them.
0: Yeah, I was surprised when you were real sad about it.
1: I'm still sad about it. To be honest, I remember seeing this article. I immediately called my partner and showed her on FaceTime, and I said, what the fuck? And I was so upset about it. It's not shocking because their last... A release was in 2016 with The Weeknd, right. uh, and then before that was their uh, full-length album Random Access Memories Which in Which was
0: my f- favorite record of that year.
2: Yeah, the the most recent thing they've even been involved with was uh, 20sef- 2017 they were involved with that band Parcels that I've mentioned where they yeah. featured and produced a couple songs in like a more informal capacity. But even if that, they haven't done anything in the last four years.
1: So... Here's the thing about Daft Punk. If you don't know them, they're a French electronic duo. Their whole thing is they dress up as robots. It's this really cool thing. And what Daft Punk did for me, uh, I have always, and I'm sure no one's shocked by this, I've always been snobbish when it comes to music. And especially when it comes to like, oh, electronic music, they're just DJs, that kind of thing. They're just pressing a button. But what Daft Punk really showed me as a kid listening to Discovery for the first time on Toonami was they really showed me that electronic music can have emotion. It can have feels, even if it's just samples. Like, I challenge anyone to listen to Discovery and not come away with even a little bit of that. And Venture, if you've only heard one more time or the hits from that album, there are songs like Digital Love or Something About Us and Face to Face that are these just like beautiful songs, and that happens on almost every single one of their albums, especially Random Access Memories, which is this amazing ode to like 70s and 80s music with some of the icons from it, like Niles Rodgers.
0: Yeah, Nile Rodgers, and uh, they they helped, Daft Punk helped those people have like a second coming of a career and in some ways get, get further propelled than they would have with their original acts from that era
1: so it's not shocking at all that they they basically made it official that they broke up and when they did it they did it in ever daft punk fashion by uh releasing a video that says epilogue and it's a scene from their movie called electroma and it's basically just the end of that movie and it's just a really you know cerebral like uh, scene of them in the desert, and then these two robots, quote unquote, breaking down and kind of like turning off at the end of the film. So, I mean, I can't thank them enough. And it, it, it's one of those things where you don't realize what you had until you, it, it's gone. I've always loved Daft Punk, but more so this past week than ever have I just been like, wow, I have not been thankful enough for this fucking band. They have done so much for pop music. I mean, like, even The Weeknd, like, talks about, you know, him working with them and how just, like, amazing it was and the two songs that they did with them. And I just discovered those songs this week because of this breakup, and they're amazing. And guess what? I'm now into The Weeknd, and this is the only reason I'm thankful Hagen's not here this week because I know he really, really likes to dig into The Weeknd, but man, that dude's fucking iconic.
0: Well, like the Super Bowl didn't do it, but the but you but Daft Punk breaking up and you discovering that the weekend worked with Daft Punk for two songs. I think I mean that speaks to their legacy. Yeah,
2: you you yeah. took my uh what I'm listening to because I listened to the Weekends' latest album because of this. So
0: yeah, same yeah, it's here. Just, it's I remember seeing Pharrell, who is no stranger to writing hit after hit after hit. Uh, I remember seeing him perform "Get Lucky." i think for iHeartRadio or something and he was premiering the song live and when he finished it he just was like all right do you guys want to hear that again and he played it again (laughs) and i'm like and the crowd reacted the same way and i'm like how good of a fucking song do you have to have to go all right i'm gonna do it again and the audience is like yes please play it again
1: man and their last album random access memories it doesn't just have those like uh, you know, what we're talking about. Like, I know Pharrell's not that, but Pharrell really sits in the pocket with those musicians. Like he really does, you know, kind of like, he really does personify that era at yeah. times on that record. But on top of that, they have people like Julian Casablanca's from the stroke is on the strokes on it. Uh, and then they have Panda Bear from animal collective. There are some like, just like completely like, I was shocked that they were on that record.
0: Yeah. That, that older guy that sings touch. Yeah, uh, that is like so emotional. But I, I think in hindsight too
2: that whole album just like encapsula- encapsulates their like career and their legacy really well.
0: Yeah.
1: We didn't know it at the time, but I do truly think that is a wonderful swan song for the band. Um if you haven't listened to Daft Punk, you need to listen to Discovery, their second album. It is one of the best albums of all time, definitely one of the best album like electronic albums. Um, uh, and then I would just go straight to random access memories. And yeah, you know, if you need more, their homework, their debut is this really cool uh, Euro Trance album and then Humor, human after all is a masterpiece in itself, but it is uh, after Discovery, nothing was ever gonna reach those highs. And then if you're like album album and me, uh <laughs> totally on purpose, don't worry. Uh, <laughs> They did the score for Tron Legacy, which is a movie that I love a lot, even though I know it's not the best movie. It's one of those movies that I watch and I'm like, this isn't great, but I do really enjoy it. You got to have those movies.
0: Yeah, I I remember I went to see that movie and I didn't know Daft Punk did the soundtrack. And I was like, this is definitely Daft Punk. And then they're in that scene and I'm like, yep, 100%. It's just, it's so cool to have like two DJs and. I mean they're more than that. there's so much more than that. They're composers, they're producers but you know, you could say it's it's really really cool for two DJs to have such a worldwide uh, identifiable sound.
1: They really what they did on that Tron Legacy soundtrack is really impressive and what they've done with their whole career. they're amazing musicians. I even feel a little choked up right now thinking about, you know, it really sucks. It's not like they're going anywhere, but it just sucks. Well, it, it's it's
2: crazy to me that they they only toured twice. They had their nineteen ninety seven tour and then two thousand and seven, and then that was it. Like they've they never even toured anything off of uh, their last album. Yeah,
1: both of which have amazing live albums that are yeah, tied to them. That's
2: important to note because I'm not generally into live albums, but those are great. Like for what they are.
1: Yeah. It, what's really cool about that first, the 97 one, is it. I'm not going to say it's noise, but it's pushing that boundary. It's not like a greatest hits thing. It is literally just like, wow, this is not the Daft Punk I know, but it is so crazy that they're doing this. And then the 2007 is more of the greatest hits one, and you would think, oh, well, that's not really what you want to hear, but they do it so well. They do it just amazingly. And I think... I promised last week that I was going to say some Norwegian names and do it really poorly. <laughs> I will make it up to anybody who followed up and listened to this whole episode. And I can end this Daft Punk thing by saying, I think we all three of us loved the band and, you know, went a little bit deeper into their discography maybe than we normally would have. Thank you for your service. We uh, uh, really appreciate everything you guys have done. And I will end this with me trying to pronounce both their French names. They are from Paris, France. So I'll start with the easier one, which even that is going to be difficult. I'm really glad there's only two of them. So uh, we have uh, Thomas Bengaltar? Do you guys (laughs) think that that's accurate?
2: I I thought you had a good start.
1: It's Thomas. I know that. But uh, Bangletar, I don't know. I can't figure out that last name.
0: It could be be, uh, just Thomas... Um, bangle tay
1: that might be it that might all be right easier. so here's the hard one here's the hard one uh, i'll get the first name gui manuel de Homemum cristo <laughs> i don't know
0: <laughs> it sounds more spanish
1: i don't know i know gui manuel is right but that that's me attempting uh you know thanks yeah. for listening this That's week, good guys. <laughs> That's all we got for news, unless you guys got anything else you want to mention.
0: No, I think that's it. No, I think you're going to tell us what we've been listening to. No, I've been listening to things that aren't Dawes.
1: All right, then tell us, Dave, what have you been listening to?
0: Uh, I watched the new Billie Eilish documentary.
1: I wanted to watch that. Is it good? And
0: it's so well done. It's so well done. I mean, I'm already a fan of Billie Eilish, her record. I remember vividly listening to that. 2019 record When We All Fall asleep, Where Do We Go I thought it was great she killed at the Grammys that year but the documentary puts a lot of things in perspective and you realize how crazy it is when artists like that are so young and get so famous and so the the director I can't remember his name unfortunately right off the top of my head but he uh, he followed her before she got that famous and they were documenting everything for a three or four year span and it's you really see it hit and it's Really well done. So I started listening to that record again. And I was also listening to uh, Erica Badu's live record, I think from '99. Um, it's just called Erica Badu Live, and it's really, really good. It's her 50th birthday this week. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to listen to some Badu.
1: Uh, just a little note on Erica Badu if anyone doesn't know, she lives in Dallas. So there's this kind of, you know, what I'm going to say, this phenomenon that will happen where. You'll walk into a an area, whether it's Deep Elm or something like that. You'll drive into Deep Elm, and there will just be this massive amount of traffic, and you're like, "What's going on?" And then you'll find out, "Oh, Erica Abadi is over here," and there will be this this cluster of people that are creating like this congestion, and uh, that has happened to me maybe on five different occasions.
0: I played a gig one time in Deep Elm, where it was this hole in the wall place called the Freeman, and. I was playing there and Erykah Badu's sister walked in and it just like longtime backup singer, collaborator, sister just walked in and everybody in the venue didn't look at her until she had her back to the people and then everybody turned their heads to look at her as she walked somewhere. (laughs) And it's like, she's, I don't know much about her, but I'm sure she's good in her own right as an artist, but it's like, you're such a great, and well-known artist in your area that if your family members walk somewhere everyone's like oh my god that's
1: erica badu's sister i'm not gonna dox erica badu but it's well known where she lives in dallas and it it, i I don't go and like try to find her It, it is in an area where people like to walk and hang out so that's why i've seen it before uh but she has a crazy house. Uh, all these stories of Erica Badu just being this like crazy free-loving person and just like a really a really big personality. You see this house and you're like, yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I wish we were I wish Hagen were here cuz he has a direct he played for her one time.
1: Yeah. Well, Adam, what are you listening to? And why is it not Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross?
2: So <laughs> Jackson put in our uh or show notes actually that I was listening to Nick Cave and I assume that's because you know he came out with a new album this week and not just because that's what I just listen to all the time but he came out with a new album with uh, Warren Ellis who is a member of his band the Bad Seeds and uh, like frequent collaborator on their uh, film scores and it's their first like I guess uh, non-film score related project even though it definitely sounds like some of the music could have been in a movie Uh, It's called Carnage Uh, It kind of just came out of nowhere Last week or two weeks ago And uh, it's great Uh, There's a song like halfway through called White Elephant That I can't wait to see live Because I think it's going to be It's like their kind of classic Kind of like crazy live show for them Of a song they take and transform into something different And kind of reimagine it Um, And it's just an album that they wrote During the past year Of uh, what they called a communal Catastrophe across the world so they're just kind of getting out their feelings about that. And uh, yeah, so I've listened to that. And uh, after Daft Punk announced they were breaking up, been listening to all of their albums, especially Random Access Memories, and uh, got into The Weekend listening to After Hours. So here we are.
1: Yeah, which that's a shared experience with you and me, The Weekend and Daft Punk. So easy. Um, For me, what I've been listening to other than those things that Adam and I shared, um, as I mentioned, Flaming Lips. I was not trying to shit talk them earlier. They really are a great band. They last year, towards the last half in September of 2020, they released their 16th album. And uh, Flaming Lips has had this weird like roller coaster of a career in my personal opinion of like having really, they release two to three really great albums and then they'll release some you know questionable or just you know really it feels like they're in the troughs of uh, creativity yeah they
2: just get a little bit too creative with some of their stuff sometimes
1: but i'm gonna say the past two albums they released uh and i mentioned the album before this uh king's mouth in 2019 was incredible one of the best of that year but then last year they released american head and wow It is incredible. I mean, like, they are somehow on their 16th record at a high in their career. So if you're ever a fan of them and you have kind of dropped off just because they do have 16 records, it's hard to keep up. uh, American Head is a really great chance to get back into them if you want. It it has this catchy stuff from, like, Soft Bulletin and uh, Yoshimi, but uh, it also has, like, that kind of really, you know atmospheric, uh, psychedelic stuff, like on the terror and stuff like that. And, uh, I really can't recommend it enough. But second thing I've been listening to, uh, after weeks of listening to black metal and, uh, what I deem really shitty music, uh, I had to listen to a good metal band and luckily enough for me, um, just this past, uh, Friday, uh, British metalcore band architects released a new album called For those that wish to exist um, it's not as heavy as I was expecting but I think that works in its favor it's a really really good album and I was really excited to hear good metal music it was such a palate cleanser Uh, I don't think this is going to make like a top uh, 10 list for me at the end of the year Uh, I'm sure I enjoyed it way more than I would have just because uh,
0: What what, what it was juxtaposed to yeah
1: yeah but it was great if you're into you know metalcore uh that that was really great to see come out this year and that is all i've been listening to there we go thank you everybody for listening you found us where you found us but if you haven't uh you can find us on any streaming platform that you want we are on spotify now we see those numbers going up damn you streaming but uh (laughs) we're there you can find us on instagram and facebook Uh, We're trying our hardest. Maybe we'll get on TikTok. I think that'd be fun, but I got to convince the other guys. Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, We hope everybody is staying safe. It looks like we might be coming out the tunnel, and we really hope everyone is able to get vaccinated and we can go see some shows soon.
0: Yeah, we can start recording in person together. Hell yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would
2: would be a weird change at this point for the last year that we've been doing this. Yeah. It would be good.
0: I think this is like our 49th episode from home. Sounds but about But who's right. counting? I'm counting.
1: With that, I will I will wrap up this episode in a non-traditional way. And in honor of Dave and Heather's vows to each other, I will sing to you the traditional wedding song of Happy birthday to <laughs> your wedding. Give me a try. Happy on. birthday. <laughs> Are we going to have to pay for the rights for that? No, you didn't finish it. What? It's fine. For,
0: for get me a towel?
1: No, for happy birthday. That's gone, no. isn't it? Yeah. Didn't they take that away from them?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure somebody still owns that.
1: Ah, Jenny from the block.
0: Give me a towel. I'm Miss Hagen.